0: So, you know, I'm so much into true crime. I'm truly obsessed. I think I pretty much know everything about all the serial killers all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) So if somebody looks at my Google history, they'll be like, oh my God, this person is crazy because I've Googled everything about them. So yeah, I am obsessed with true crime. So that, ladies and gentlemen,
1: is your first host, Flo. I love suspense and thriller movies. I actually take pride in solving them like in within 30 minutes of the movie. And so you could say I really enjoy them because I'm so busy solving the crime and solving the suspense. And 9 out of 10 times I get it right.
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your second host, Tanvi. A special mention to our social media partners, Bollywood Direct.
1: You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Bollywood Direct.
0: Mera Saya was released in 1966 and the movie is directed by Raj Khosla. It stars Sadhana, Sunildad, Kane Singh and Prem Chopra. The music is by Madan Mohan and lyrics by Raja Mehdi Ali Khan. I said it because it's there. <laughs> <laughs> prime minister in india in 1966 we had three the first was lal bahadur shastri till 11th jan and then guzari lal nanda who was an acting prime minister and then indira gandhi who was the prime minister in
1: 1966 poor guzari lala i know he's like <laughs> Just,
0: what are you doing to me <laughs> you give me the power and take it away
1: <laughs> every two years he becomes the prime minister for 13 days <laughs> what the hell <laughs> oh my god Okay, so today we are talking about Mera Saya, which is another movie by Raj Khosla, which is like back-to-back two Raj Khosla movies, right? But he was known to make these murder mysteries. They were not really thrillers, but yeah, more on the suspense mystery side. And the cast is more or less the same as Vokanti, except Sunil Dutt. Rajin Kumar has been replaced by Sunil Dutt. So this is a story about a husband and wife and... The wife passes away because she fell ill. And after a few days, there is this other woman who comes and says that she is actually the wife. And the whole movie is about figuring out who she is and why does she claim to be Sunil Dat's wife. So again, this was a movie that I had already seen. So unfortunately, I knew the suspense. And I was relying on Flo to decide whether it is a good movie or not or whether we should include it or not. So i let Flo take it from here.
0: Okay. I hadn't seen this movie before, even though obviously I knew all the songs. I love the songs. Uh, But for some reason, I hadn't seen the movie. So I think it worked out in our favor because, you know, we got to see, like you had already seen it and I hadn't seen it. So mine was from a fresh perspective. Thank you for recommending this movie to be put in the series.
1: I remember, still remember seeing it, whenever like you know 10-20 years ago and I remember being blown away and now I can't decide whether I was blown away because I was naive and I was innocent and anything basically was just like you know would blow me away or was it really good but other than the suspense part I was still enjoying the movie like you know I hadn't seen it again in you know it's a suspense movie once you've seen it you have very little motivation to see it again except for the songs but I was enjoying it there is like we were talking as always Talking, <laughs> and we were saying we need to come up with a word. And if there is a word, guys, and we don't know, please enlighten us with vocabulary. But there's this feeling you get when you're watching old movies, which is this wonderful feeling of watching cinema, which is beautiful, and you know you're watching a movie, but it it's a right mix of where you can understand the world, but it you still know it's not the real world. And I don't know whether I'm doing a good job of explaining that feeling and that scenario. But we, me, I, I and Flo both feel like that. And we're like, there must be a word to explain this. Yeah. Because we feel this when we watched Wak, when we watched Guide, when we watched Vokanthi now watching this. Or I think we should
0: come up with a new word for this, you know, that kind of encapsulates this feeling. I'm no
1: Gulzar. okay? I'm not <laughs> (laughs) a linguist we can try i can can barely string a sentence together which has proper grammar and there's like the sentence doesn't end with a preposition i'm always struggling i'm like when did my language go so bad like when did this happen english has become so colloquial that i have
0: lost the basics of grammar i'm like as long as the other person gets it i'm okay but i'm not
1: i'm i should not be okay because grammar guys <laughs> I know right and it's not that I'm not trying I mean I'm I'm realizing that I am failing because i'm trying to put a sentence together right like i'm writing a blog post or whatnot and i'm writing it and then i'm ending it with a preposition or like a it's not a sentence this is not i know that the sentence cannot end at our english teachers back in india will not be oh happy my god they them. will shoot me yeah i swear and i'm i'm still friends with my english teacher on facebook and i just hope she doesn't read my stuff because like you said they would kill me if she read and my grandfather was an english teacher so if I mean, he's not alive, but I'm sure if he he reads this, he'll be like so ashamed of me.
0: (laughs) And both of us are trying hard not to say, oh my God, in every sentence. But recording a podcast, it kind of like makes you very self-aware of all your weaknesses when you're talking.
1: (laughs) It does. Like, I think we spoke about it before, right? Like, I knew I have a lot of shortcomings, but talking was not on that list. Exactly. And now now I know I can't talk. (laughs) okay back to the movie uh this movie
0: was perfect and right before recording the podcast both of us were like oh my god we need to come up with synonyms for perfect because we can't just keep saying this movie was perfect perfect perfect
1: <laughs> well i think it goes to like the writing of course and also the characters the people hmm. and it's just that world like you know 60s and 70s which is always known as like the golden era of hindi movies and hindi music both and you can tell why and Oh my God. And can we talk about the charm of Sunil Dutt? Let's start with Sunil Dutt. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Yes. Sunil Dutt is the lead. And for those of you who don't know, he, he is Sanjay Dutt's father. And recently in the movie, Sanju, he his uh, character has been played by Paresh Rawal. And Paresh Rawal, as good an actor he is, he did not do justice to playing Sunil Dutt. But Sunil Dutt himself, oh my God. Again, oh my God. I mean like... Sorry guys, I just, I'm just i never going to find another way to say these things. So let's just stick with, oh my God. He is such a charming guy. Hmm. If my husband loved me that much, I'd be like, <laughs> wow. The kind of emotions he's able to emote and the way he... You know, it's the right balance of being dramatic. Like the acting is so dramatic, you know. I was looking at that scene where he's, his wife has passed away and his uh, aunt or whoever, house help who treats her like aunt... And she's like breaking down. And he just, you know, he just turns around and then makes a really drastic gesture as if to be sad. Like, I'm sad now. You know, like my wife has passed away and I'm just so upset. (laughs) And I was like looking at that and I was like, if somebody did that today, it would be outright hamming, right? You'd be like, dude, what are you doing? But this kind of acting just went so, it was so natural. It didn't feel like he was doing something dramatic or hamming. and Or maybe you can say that these people bring conviction to it. So you kind of feel like, yeah. That seems fine. Like, I, I, I don't have any issues with it. It's,
0: it was like a right
1: balance of
0: acting on stage and acting before the camera. Because when you're acting on stage, you tend to exaggerate things. I feel like 60s and 70s, even though it was dramatic, some of the actors could kind of find the balance between, you know, both worlds. So I think this, I think Sunil did exactly that. And how handsome he was, I have to say that. They don't make them like that anymore.
1: <laughs> they really don't. Like, you nowadays, you either have like outright hippie kind of men, Like, you know, with their man buns and dirty hair and whatnot. Or you have these too-cool-for-school kind of men who are just like, they've got this arrogant swagger and sometimes they might be cutely arrogant and sometimes just annoyingly arrogant. But there isn't a charming... Gentlemen, the only charming gentleman I can think of is Rahul Khanna. Mm, yep, you know, he's got good looks, he seems charming. Um, to a certain extent, maybe like uh, Parhan Akhtar is right in the middle of hippie meets charming. Like, he can be he can go either ways depending on how he's dressing and what his style is at that moment. But other than other than these two men, I can't think of anybody else I would say charming gentleman. Yeah. And also like
0: Sunil, that's um, like you were saying, like all his emotions were so, so perfectly acted out and especially I you know what stood out to me was you know this movie is about this woman uh, pretending to be his late wife so every time whenever he goes back home he's always thinking about his uh, late wife and whenever he thinks about his wife he gets all misty eyed you know it's just you totally believe that both of them were in love with each other and she was just taken away from him in an instant and he's still missing her it was so convincing I don't to say that you have to watch it you know every scene and then there would be a scene of you know of their love story uh like a flashback so whenever he thinks of her his eyes just get so oh my god and it's just beautifully done
1: and oh yeah <laughs> i was telling flo i doubt if i died young my husband would miss me this much <laughs> i'd be like okay bye <laughs> nice knowing you <laughs> <laughs> But he was so charming, yeah. I mean, he is the right person. Like, you, uh, he played the character perfectly. He's supposed to be a lawyer. He's a royalty who did law and now his wife has passed away. And then he does come back in the movie uh, as a lawyer. And then he goes back to being brooding husband, ex-husband or whatever. So, now next, moving to Santa. Yeah. I liked what you said. I liked, uh, you know, when you were watching, you said that she kind of embodies Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. yeah.
0: She does. The previous movie that we watched was Bo and it was against Sadhna. And Sadhana is was the queen of mystery. Like, she was like the mystery girl. She used to act in a lot of these kind of movies. Whenever I see her, she has a very Audrey Hepburn-ish feel to her. It could be the bangs. It could be the winged eyeliner. It could be just the face. I don't know. She She's almost like an Indian Audrey Hepburn when you look at her, you know. Especially certain scenes where she has very little makeup, except for her eye makeup. She completely looks like her. And yeah, and even her, I feel like she's now known for her bangs. Mm -hmm. In 2018, even now when you go to India with bangs, they're like, oh, sadhana (laughs) cut. You know, yeah. <laughs> so she was pretty much known for that. But I feel like you know she she was also a great actor. I don't know if people still talk about her as a good actor, but I feel like you know she did. Uh, she she is a good actor. You know, I mean from whatever movies that we've watched her in.
1: Last series we watched her in Vaat. She was again playing opposite Sunil Dutt, but such a different. Character, both of them were so good, and I love Sunil. Even in that movie, and even in this movie, he refers. I don't know whether this was something Sunil had brought to the films or somebody gave him this dialogue and it just stuck with him. He always refers to his lady loves as like Janiman, Janiman, John. I was like, oh my god, this is so nice and so much better than Babe. Oh <laughs> yeah, after John and Janiman, Babe has nothing on it. And it's not just about Janiman, right? Like the uh, roadside Romeos also end up calling you Janiman and walking around, right? But it's just how he says it. It's like how Sunil that says it. It's not like the emphasis is not on the word Janiman. It just like flows through his tongue. Like he's like, Janiman aaj khane me kya hai or something like that. And I was like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> wo hai. Whatever you want, if you call me that. <laughs> yeah. So I really, really like that. And maybe a lot of people don't know Sandeha or Sandhya. What is wrong with me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, take three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep this. <laughs> <laughs> Sadhna is Babita's cousin. And Babita is Karina and Karishma's mother. I had no idea. Really? I was guessing so. Yeah, it's not something like, they don't even talk about it so much and stuff. Yeah, so Sadhna and Babita's fathers were real brothers. So they are first cousins. Hmm and now like you know if you actually end up seeing their pictures together they kind of look they have like some resemblance like young Babita kind of looked like young Sadhana like I feel like the more you learn about uh, all of these people there's like connections everywhere it might not be directly but there's definitely like people are related to each other or you know one person enters the industry and then you know it makes paves the path for the next person and stuff like that which is so Indian anyway like it's not just specific to Hindi movies right like yeah. Kisi ko ek mil gaya. <laughs> that's it the entire family would be there <laughs> exactly Seinfeld said that he was talking to Hassan Minaj and he said like the one thing which is common between Jews and Indians is that you know no matter what business you talk about they are not interested in anything else they are interested in how can we get into into this (laughs) line of work? It's like, as soon as you tell them that there is some money to be made, both of these people, like both of these communities will be like, how can we get a piece of that pie? And I felt like that That was so so true. So true. <laughs> okay, again, back to the movie. So yeah, Bhavita and Sadhna are cousins. And like you said, Sadhna was known as the mystery girl because she played this role like in Vosakanthi and uh, Mira Saya. And after that, she also did a movie called Anita again with Raj Khosla, which was again a mystery. And I think she there was one more, I forget the name. I think it was Ek Musafir, Ek Hasina or something like that. Again, it was a mystery girl, again Sadhna So I felt like she did a lot of this uh, genre. And... In her time, she was the highest paid actress. So, Whoa, nice. And uh, yeah, and then she got married and then she didn't do any work. She retired and uh, in just recently in 2015, she passed away due to cancer. Okay, so moving on to K.N. Singh. Okay, K.N. Singh is a character actor slash villain, which you'll see in a lot of 60s and 70s movies. And he was in Vokonthi as well. And I remember you asking me, why is K.N. Singh mentioned in the <laughs> in the <laughs>
0: I do that to my husband too. And he'll be like, oh my God, do you not know any of the supporting
1: actors' <laughs> names? No, I only know Ranbir Kapoor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank God we're not recasting anymore. Otherwise, you would have casted Ranbir Kapoor in all, because- <laughs> all of these movies
0: we will never be out of a job, guys, if I had the power to cast him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, K.N. Singh, actually, he was a son of an Indian prince. From Dehradun, like his father was like, so basically he's like got royal lineage and he was into sports and he used to play uh, javelin and short put and he represented India in the Olympics in 1936. Whoa, that's a good piece of trivia. I like that. Yeah. And uh, so after that, he moved to Calcutta after his sports career ended Um and there he met Prithvi Raj Kapoor. The Kapoor. The original Kapoor. <laughs> (laughs) And uh, through him, he got into acting and he did some, you know, movies and tried his hand there. And then eventually he became this quintessential classy villain. So he never played like a really cheap gangster or like a Daku or any such characters. His was always like this evil villain. Like he would be like a lawyer who's mean or an uncle who has got an ulterior motive. Like a cigar smoking...
0: Suave villain,
1: yeah. (laughs) Like a white-collar villain. (laughs) Let's call him a white-collar villain. So, yeah, and... uh that's how he got into movies but eventually he made a name for himself as a character actor he also did some roles where he was celebrated and then he was known as the villain and he actually enjoyed playing the role of a villain and he would love when people would get scared of him he would be like like he would walk by somebody and people would be like scared he'll be like i like it and you know if you see his movies like the other movies you see you'll see he has this suave very charismatic way like you can tell him even on his screen like once when i read that he had like this royal blood and he was into the Olympics and sports. I was like, yeah, now I can see that. Like, it makes sense because his body language and his posture is very sportsman. He looks very regal. Yeah, and and now that
0: you've told me that, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. (laughs) He just stands out.
1: Yeah, so he's one of those uh, actors. Hmm. We don't talk about him much, but he was very much celebrated and very good. And Prem Chopra, we cannot forget Prem Chopra. I I love Prem Chopra. <laughs> I really do. For one, like, he's one of those good-looking villains, first of all. You know, when he comes on screen, he's got this... No- I always was so enthralled by him. I was like, look at him, yeah. I wanted to, like, hang out with him. I mean, besides, that, of course, he had, like, you know, he could... He raped the actresses and he would abduct him. You know, all of that. Other than that part, like... But he was always having fun. Like, if you really think about it, Like, Sunil they're, like, over here crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> sobbing. But there's... Prince Chopra, like having fun and, I don't know, I really like Prince Chopra. I think he was, he's got this charm. Same with Shakti Kapoor, like he's got this sleazy vibe. Uh, oh gosh. No, he does.
0: I can't stand Shakti Kapoor.
1: But, have you watched that uh, movie, Jambas? Yeah. You know, if he's not playing a villain, I'm not like supporting Shakti Kapoor over here, but if Shakti Kapoor was not playing a villain, he was a good looking man. Like if you take away the, if you take away that negative behavior and even in real life like he looks super sleazy right now i do not want to see him but if you are able to just see him and not like look as a person and i was like oh there were like these few good-looking villains out there <laughs> like they were not mean what i'm trying to say they were not darku or they uh, were not like gabbar the caricature
0: yeah. yeah yeah and one more thing that stood out for me in this movie was the direction you know mm. i normally you know i watch movies like you know i think both of us do like we're not like technical people watching the movie right so we wouldn't know what this shot is called or what this angle is called. We just watch it as regular people. But still, something about this movie just stood out. And where it was like, yeah, it is actually the direction, you know, the way he's directed it. Um, So yeah, that stood out to me. And oh gosh, and even the starting, you know, after the credits, or I think right before the credits, there's this five-minute scene where everything happens where the wife uh, passes away. And then, you know, he is looking at the uh, wedding album, the photo yeah. album that he has. And it's just the shot of the photo album. And it's that classy, you know, like the ones that our parents have of their wedding, right? You know, with glamour shots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the album is that old-fashioned black album, which has that butter paper. So that, you know, the photo doesn't get ruined. And somebody's just turning that and it's all their wedding shots and then, you know, just solo shots of the wife. And a song Mera Sayas playing in the background. Oh my god, I don't know, something about that shot was so beautiful. Right from like five minutes into the movie, I believe that these people were married and madly in love with each other. You
1: know? Yeah. And I really
0: think that's the power of a good director.
1: What did you think? I loved it. I also like that one scene where, you know, it's by the lake and the house and the tree and the camera keeps moving away, giving us like a wider shot of that same spot. Uh Even that small little gazebo where they're often like singing songs and spending time. I think that's where he makes her grave. Uh, I think, later. Yeah. That... All of those small, small nooks and corners, because the movie is like, there's no elaborate sets, right? There's a courtroom, there's a house, and there's a gazebo, and there's a lake. That's it. You're right. These are the few five, six places, mm. and the movie keeps like, ro- rotating around these places, and it's a little bit like how theaters were, right? Like the theater, see, cut scene, and then you move to another, like, a setup, and you know now the scene is. So I feel like back in the day, that's how the scenes were cut. Like, to know that the movies moved forward, Forward or the day has changed like it's next day now they would automatically move it to another set so you know if the scene at night ended at it- ended in a bedroom and now there's like a courtroom you know the next day has started like that's how you know so
0: and I also liked how
1: it was like a good mixture so there,
0: there would be this courtroom uh, drama happening and then you know like I was saying you know the misty eyed Sunil that I absolutely love when he thinks about his late wife <laughs> and then you know whenever he thinks about his late wife there'll be this little scene of them in the past which will show their love story and their marital and they're in there in this amazing marital bliss it's so blissful so it was like a stark contrast between what is happening now and then what was happening back then you know but
1: it was so smooth and so nice i loved it i love the scene it was like a like a funny scene between husband and wife. like sunil that has come back and he's like putting his hand over his uh, her eyes hmm. and saying guess who and then she's like dhobi he's <laughs> like <it> ramu kaka <laughs> like, i mean you, it's such an obvious man-woman humor right like and I could totally see myself doing it right like like if my husband did, did some stupid thing like this I'd be like oh chotu <laughs> <laughs> Ramu. so I was just laughing I was genuinely laughing I was like oh this is so
0: cute I know we keep saying this but then I think older movies they captured the marital bliss well the marital relationships In general, like, all these little things. I can't think of any new movies that has done that off the top of my head. I'm sure there are, but, like, all these little things.
1: Yeah, you're right. Even the commercial movies back then, like, you know, there was a clear distinction between, like, we've spoken before, there was a commercial cinema and there was a parallel cinema. And both of them did a really good job of... Showing relationships. And we've said this before lately. Very few movies show relationships. Like okay maybe October showed some relationships. Maybe Piku showed a dimension of relationship Mm -hmm. between two people. Maybe Mm -hmm. Damlakake Haisha showed a little bit of... You know but you see glimpses of them. Mm -hmm. But even then they're not seamless. They're still little filmy. Exactly. They're not right out of your life. Like things like this are completely out of your life. Like you know... Cracking absolutely lame jokes with each other or like being completely stupid with each other.
0: Yeah. And I think in the recent past that I the movie that I can think of that has that had done a good job with, you know, capturing these little moments of marriage was Tumari Sulu. Oh yeah. You know, I think that see, those are the kind of movies that, that I think we want. You know, when we are yeah. looking at yeah, marital dramas or any anything that captures a marriage or any relationship, you know?
1: Tumari Sulu, definitely. I think that came closest. Mm to this kind of cinema. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you want to move on to our favorite category of fashion? Yes! What did you think about fashion?
0: Oh gosh, what do I think? I mean, I've mentioned Audrey Hepburn when I was talking about this movie. So you can imagine the amount of fashion love it had.
1: I felt like they were very well put together. Same as like, you know, in the other movies we've seen of this decade, walked Guide, you know, repeating myself over and over again. They had like a really nice filmy dressing. You know that people are not really probably dressing like that in real life until those movies came out. Because, you know, Indian society has always been the one which get influenced by the fashion in the film. So I know that after these, like, 60s, everybody was wearing these tight suits and churidar, and then having, like, these puffy hairstyle. I don't know what it's called. (laughs) Beehive. And these, you know, tying the scarf over your head and things like that. But in this film, even today, it doesn't look dated. That is the best part. Like, you're watching these films and it does, you look at them. I think maybe when we watched them in 90s, they looked, oh... Wow, this was a fashion of 60s. But somehow, because now everything is in and everything goes, 20 years later, it doesn't look dated. But 20 years ago, it did look dated, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know what you're
0: saying. Uh, I think now it's all about clean lines and very minimal fuss. Over your looks and the clothes that you wear. So I think when we look at 60s and 70s, you know, it captures the exact things that we are looking for now in terms of fashion and, you know, makeup and style. So yeah, like you were saying, like all the sarees that she wore were obviously amazing that I actually told you to recreate one of the looks for your blog. <laughs> I will definitely try so gorgeous so the look that we're talking about is this white sari and white blouse and and it just has this gold um, kind work of like sari yeah, yeah work on it just a and little she's bit she's wearing a
1: big red bindi and has a gajra in her hair yes and the blouse fits her perfectly like my I feel like a lot of people wear sari right and they, a lot of them wear it well like this is not a something out of this world but very few people have the blouses that actually fit them hmm. I'm always like concerned about the fit of the blouses. like Oh my God, this doesn't fit you right. Uh, the only other person I remember watching movies of is Shabana Azmi. Like I used to always feel like her blouses were perfect. And even Rekha. Rekha and Shabana Azmi and now I notice Sadhana. Yeah, the blouses were like so f- perfect that it would just be a part of their skin. Exactly, but not in a suffocating way. Yeah, like this, yeah. this tight suit and churidar they wore, I was like, how is she even breathing in that? And where is her stomach? Like <laughs> mine. I would like not be able to eat lunch because my I'll have like a pregnant belly after eating. <laughs> <laughs> like, How do I eat two chapatis? <laughs> Skip them. <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. But yeah, I felt like the fashion was really good. And of course, men, men were dapper. Like we don't even have to say anything until we reach the 90s. Men dressed fine. (laughs) We had no issues. I
0: know. And Sunil, then at night, he would wear these PJs, right? It's kind of like Indian PJs that men wear. It's just white and white. Like kurta and then, you know, loose pajamas. And that's what he would wear at night. And he would look so handsome in that. But, you know, we were talking about how the men from those days, they did not, they just looked handsome, you know. They just played with their strengths and they just carried it off. They didn't look like a wannabe person trying to act, trying to be handsome or trying to be cool. Yeah. That's what we told about Devanand and this well, right? Uh, when we're talking about guide. Yeah, so Sunil Dutt is exactly the same. And Sanjay Dutt has nothing on him. Sorry, Sanjay Dutt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He doesn't like it. Actually, if you see, like, Sunil Dutt's persona is about this charming gentleman. And he's known to be, you know, gracious and uh, very giving, very generous. I mean, I'm sure Sanjay Dutt is generous and giving as well, but their personas are so different. Like, you know, the kind of films Sanjay Dutt has done, which has made him, he's like all gangster movies, right? He's like Munna Bhai or Baba or whatever. So you look at him in that light, Khalnayak. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, he's benefited from them, but they've also become his persona. And here you have Sunil Dutt, you're known for like he would, he's this guy who's always like Janiba yeah, and Janibai, the perfect oh, the perfect lover and the husband and giving and yeah. So yeah, I feel. like... Like poles
0: apart. Can I go back to directing for a second, or song? So, Mera Saya is a very haunting song. It- so it keeps uh, playing in the background on and off. Uh, and, but then there's this one scene where the whole song is actually played out, which is the flashback where, you know, they have a party at the house or something like that. And the song is being sung. And then towards the end of the song, it, they, uh, you know, he, the scene cuts back to the present where Sunil Dutt is obviously, you know, missing his wife. And the same song, when it com- comes to the end, it kind of like fades away and becomes haunting. Before that, it's just like a nice love song. And then it kind of becomes haunting. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. I don't know how they did it but you know it was just a different sound but it was the same song
1: yeah yeah I, I agree I felt like naturally this film is also known for its music Madan Mohan gave you know it's one of their best albums if I can say so it has this really nice dance number Jhumka Girare which you know you watch it now and you're like still I remember when you know we just had started this movie uh, music channels and all of these had come in and these old songs would continuously play on a loop and I got sick of them like I remember being sick of Jhumka Girare and I'd been sick of all these old songs because they were overdoing it and now because over here I don't have any Hindi channels like all my dose of music movies is something that i seek out myself on youtube so watching it again now after so many years was such a treat and asha Bhusle sings it she does such a good job and many people might not know but saroj khan actually choreographed this song she was an assistant to the choreographer of this film and but she was the one who choreographed it so imagine she's been around forever Forever. When you told me that, I was like, oh my god,
0: how old is she? You know? (laughs) 69, yeah. yeah. And she's such an integral part of Hindi Hindi movies. You can't talk about Hindi movie dance and the steps without talking about Saroj Khan, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, that is about music. I like all the songs. Do you have any favorite song? (laughs) Meera Saya. Always
0: and and it's been happening with us quite frequently, you know, for with both of us when we are watching uh, movies like these three um, episodes that we have done so far, we have not even skipped the songs.
1: Mm-hmm. Kanon didn't have any song, but yeah, the last two. last two, we haven't skipped it. Normally, you know, we're like, oh, let's just skip the song. You know, we know the song. Yeah, You just listen to it. Usually the movies, like, you know, the previous movies were three hour long. This one, along with the songs, was just two hours, ten minutes. So it's not that long, like, including the six songs, which play full-on three to four-minute tracks. Mm. And you don't miss it. And I really liked how they uh, weaved in the songs, because the wife is already dead, right? So there's no reason why songs would be there so the songs are always either in a flashback or he's singing while missing her so you know there's one song which is a little on a sadder side, which he's singing live, which is, you know, while he's missing. But remaining of all the songs are in the flashback. So I was like, how interesting. Like, every time they would mention the wife who's passed away, they would mention her and then go into the memory of a song. And I was like, ah, very clever. <laughs> <laughs> I liked all of the songs. But of course, Mera Saya is like uh, the favorite, of course, classic. But I also like this little uh, classical number, Neno Me Badra. Usually, if they're like long alaps and really, really long classical, you know, heavy dose of classical, you kind of zone out, you know, unless it's your, you know, you have passion or you have trained in it. But I feel like some of these music composers did a good job of making it just the right amount of classical with the filmy so that it's not, you know, neither of the two genres are overtaking. There's like a good amalgamation of both of them. So this was one of those songs, right? We're done with the music. We're done with the acting, fashion. Now to the background music flow. Oh, is it a thing now? (laughs) It is a thing now. (laughs) We have to keep
0: it up. (laughs) Yeah, I think background music. Oh, like we mentioned it in the beginning of a podcast. You know, it, it's like a good combination, good balance between commercial cinema and parallel cinema, I think. It's not like there was no background music, you know, unlike some of the uh, movies that we spoke about. But there was some, but it didn't look, I mean, it didn't, it wasn't jarring, you know. It was, it it felt like it was part of it and was needed. Uh, so, yeah, I was totally okay with it. It didn't stand out. We talk about background music when it is horrible
1: <laughs> or yeah. when it is amazing. <laughs> Just by, I think by habit now, I've started noticing background scores because I'm just like okay let me see what is happening but you know usually I've seen like most of these films are only using it when they want to build up the drama like there is this there and I felt like back then they had like limited resource of background tracks they could play so there's the same track playing when they want to build up suspense there's the same track playing when they want to build up like hurried motion or like a police van chase and things like that so I was like okay now I know what is happening even if I go to fetch water and there's background music. I know I can imagine what is happening because of I, I recognize that music from the past movies. So yeah. I wanted to mention about like, you know, how you had said that movies do such a good job of archiving those times in like, you know, in history. Yeah. So, I felt like, you know, one of the things I was noticing is like the police van. You know, the one which come in, it's like grey. It's a grey van, grey-blue van. And the cop is wearing this uniform, which is still the khaki, which is still the tan-brown colour. But it's different. You can tell that that uniform is from the 60s or 70s. It's not the... Today's police uniform, and I remember that van from Shole. I was like, oh yeah, this this kind of police van, and so I I wanna go and see like when did the movie, Hindi movies change the police van because now the police van is uh, not that same. It, yeah, it's a now the police van is like blue with police written over it. Now it's more it's become white also, right?
0: Or is it the American police? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when you live in two different countries, this is what happens. Yeah, no, it gets I think the confusing. American.
1: Police is also blue, right? With yellow police written over it. Oh, I thought it is white with blue police written on it. Both. I think both. I depending on which because I think different states have little different and also like uh, county police has a different versus the state police and different Yeah, but Indian police has nothing to do with the state police or the city police. It's yeah, we're just one police. It's like movie police. Yeah. <laughs> this is a movie police. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like oh we don't see these vans anymore even the structure of the house right it's okay so, so like naturally I'm not gonna disclose much about the movie because it is a suspense so without Going into who, what, where? There's somebody who's knocking at the door, right? And she opens the door, and I'm like, how did she like get to the bedroom and knock the door? Like, where is the main door? Like, you know, things like that. Naturally, you have to let go when you're watching a movie, but there are these simple, basic, common sense questions that would come to me. It's like, okay, they have a servant, they have like a guard, they had two people working at home for them, and stranger comes in and knocks at directly at her bedroom door, which is on the first story. It's not even on the ground floor. <laughs> As per what we know, because she comes down to talk to her staff in the kitchen. So we know she lives upstairs somewhere, right? Even if she lives on the ground floor. How did this person reach her bedroom and knock? If there's no doorbell, there's no doorman. So things like that and also like you know somebody like even if somebody's abducting somebody they're walking and suddenly like people have abducted somebody and gone and I do know things like that can happen but it's just in the movie scenario it was like she's just walking and two people with like really random clothing come <laughs> and pick her up and go so these small small things which seem like very filmy right very filmy okay. <laughs> then i always remember when you like Flo will say like tanvi you're too logical for hindi movies yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Did you have any favorite scenes? Whatever
0: my favorite scenes were, I think I kind of have mentioned those things when I was talking about songs and, you know, the <laughs> direction aspect of it, I think, yeah. But yeah, like you were saying, like it's just two hours and 15 minutes, I think, the whole runtime. And yeah, it's so tight, even with all the songs and everything. So every scene is supposed to be there. It's not
1: wasted. Oh, I also wanted to mention the song Apke Pehloom Rodi. I was like, oh no, no, that is also a beautiful song. Like I love it as much as I love Meera Saya. Because they're so separate, but they're so beautiful. Imagine if your husband comes and says, I'm like, oh my god. Where is this guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. This is like completely different world, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's it, guys. This is our third episode. Mira Saya. Hope you liked the episode. And if you haven't watched the film, you should definitely check it out. It is on YouTube under Venus Films. You can watch it legally. And, um, uh... We will see you guys next Tuesday. You can catch us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Podcast. And if you love us, please leave us reviews. It helps other people find our podcast. And we love having wider audience because it makes us feel loved. Anything you want to add, Flo?
0: Leave a nice review. It makes our day.
1: And if you don't like us, don't leave us a review. We are okay. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye.
0: Bye.